You're listening to an Irreverent Podcast. Visit Irreverent FM for more content from our friends. Everybody and welcome. My name is Janice Legata, and this is God Has Not Given, an evangelical podcast featuring me and my failing faith in conversations with my friends and family. This week was supposed to be episode one, and it is. It is episode one, but it's not the episode one I was originally planning to release. At the time of this recording, it is November 4th, 2020, and due to 2020 being extremely 2020, We not only don't have a final answer as to the winner of our presidential election yet, but just hours ago, many of us were shocked to find out about the end of Pastor Carl Lentz's Hillsong career. And as someone who spent years as part of Hillsong NYC before ultimately leaving due in no small part to issues that the last election highlighted, I decided to call a last-minute audible, call my friend Sadiqa, and call upon our Hillsong history and memories to talk about pastors, the powers that be, and how Hillsong NYC played a part in shaping our current views of church. And before we get into it, let me say up front, I don't know what happened with Carl, and I have no details. So if that's what you're looking for, you are going to be disappointed. But if you're up for some personal church history and some humble bragging about never standing in line, well then I'm your girl. And you've come to the right place. So please join me in welcoming this week's guest, coming in hot from New York's noisiest apartment. When I first saw you, I said, oh my, I said, oh my. My friend, Sadiqa. Hi. Let's see. I met Sadiqa in, I want to say, 2011? Yeah. Hey, when did Hillsong start? Oh, oop, yeah. Well, where, where did that, <laughs> that happen? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 2011. So we met in 2011 at a mega church. <laughs> I love it when you refer, when you phrase it this way. This is my favorite. Um, but yes, at a mega church. Yes, at a mega church. And I don't, I don't remember first meeting you. I remember going to the Google building. We were hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, and then I remember, so I feel like we had been in each other's periphery and just like hanging out and just doing yeah. random whatever. But when Sadiqa decided to shave her head, I had shaved mine, I had done the big chop, mm-hmm. maybe a few months before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I remember I was at home, and I was working on something, and, and you called, and you're like, I'm going to go get my head shaved, and will you go with me? And... I remember thinking, I was like, oh, I think we're friends. <laughs> oh, Janice. Uh, yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah, we were friends. Listen, you know, don't take much for me. <laughs> we hang out once. Thanks. So I, I mean, not like that. But when we were already at church all the sun, all the, um, every week, every Sunday at this mega church, <laughs> I was doing um, like events and, and you were doing backstage things. So yeah. there was like times when I had to like bring you things or someone on your team was asking me something or whatever the case may be. So there was this always like exchange there of that. And so I, I knew who you were. I knew you, who your face was and you were in charge of something. So yes, like, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> so like, for me, that's, I think that's how I remember. Definitely remember going to the Google building that night with Grant. Because he was taking me anyway. Him and I were going. And then... <laughs> He's like, and then you just showed up in the cab. I don't know. And so, that's how we ended up going. I remember. That I, I do why, remember. Why did I do that? <laughs> why did I do that? Hello? <laughs> well, no. Definitely not. Anyhow. But yes, I know for me, that's how I remember. But then, you know... Then we started doing a whole bunch of things together, and it just rapidly unfolded into this 10-year relationship that we have now, and you ain't going nowhere. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. I love it. So, so. good. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Sadiqa has definitely known me mm-hmm. from church days to yeah. anti-church days now. <laughs> this is the part where we decide, am I a Christian this week? This week? So, Sadiqa, give me three things that to you... Make someone a Christian. Okay. This was hard for me to figure out. So I think first about Jesus Christ himself, right? 
And so when we read about his life and time here on the earth, everything says that he was moved with compassion. Everything that he did was saying that he was led with love when he did things. So for me, we should be loving people unconditionally. We should just love. That's one. Two would be hands and feet. So because Christ is no longer physically here on earth, we now are his hands and feet. We should now be doing the things to help someone, to love someone, to give an encouraging word, to pray with someone, to commune with someone, to feed someone, to hug someone, to whatever it is and whatever time of need that they are. So for me, that is the second thing, being hands and feet. And then what should have been the first thing is salvation. Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior and you believe in your heart, then that makes you saved, that you are saved. So... That right there, for me, are the three things that make someone a Christian. So one, loving unconditionally, wholeheartedly with compassion. Two, being the hands and feet for Christ and the earth. And then three, salvation, confessing it with your mouth and believing it in your heart. So, yeah. So, are you a Christian? I would say yes. Yes, uh, yes I'm a Christian. All right. <laughs> and am I a Christian this week? I would say not just this week, but as long as I've known you. Yes, you are. I'll take it. Because yes, I'm giving it to you. It is a gift. Yeah. All right. So you heard it here first. <laughs> this week, faux show. Faux show. I am a Christian. Yes. Yes, you are. All right. And speaking of growing up in churches. Oh, Lord. Growing mm. out of churches. Girl. <laughs> all the things. All of the things. I don't know if anyone has noticed. 2020 has been a wild year. Yes. And this first week of November mm. has been a 2020 of a 2020. Girl, it's only been four days. It has been a lot. Yeah. As we're recording this, we still don't have official word on who the president, no, but it's the next the president screen. is. So that's that's been causing a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And then, just earlier this evening. <laughs> At around 5.26 p.m. to be exact. <laughs> We were all sitting around, and then the word came down that the pastor of the mega church, (laughs) the branch here, well, one of the rooms, (laughs) one of the rooms in the house, yes, a local room of the global house, exactly, the mega church of the mega church, Mm -hmm. was let go. Yeah, and so, so I was actually thinking about it on my way over here, like. You know, I've been kind of joking around with, am I am I going to say the name of the church? I mean, because the people who know me know what church it is. Yeah, I probably mean, know me from know that me church. too. I was there, too. Yeah, so, well, this yeah. ain't about you right now. Okay, you're right. I'm going to go close this door. <laughs> but as, as that news came down and, you know, this pastor was let go, for me, it almost felt like that church that I was a part of kind of, like, doesn't even exist anymore. Because I was like, even if someone new comes in... I will never have gone to that church. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I almost feel like differently. Like the Hillsong NYC I went to doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like it's that, that. It's over. It's over. Yeah. Um, and not to say Hillsong is over mm-hmm. yet. Stop, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> not the yet. <laughs> oh, man. But. But yeah, like that chapter. Yes, that chapter is over. That yes. chapter is over. That oh, chapter that's is closed. Sure. I think that I think that would be the story for many people. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it there's a culture that was developed through this person, a vibe, a whole you know feeling, mm-hmm. and like although one would think he has cloned himself <laughs> several times, it's it's never the same. You know, you can never truly be somebody else, and it doesn't matter who may come and be in charge next, it's not going to have the same type of... Anything. Yeah, yeah. it won't. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Very true. So, I will start out by saying, like, I I know Carl Lentz. He, he would say we're friends. I, w- I mean, I would say we're friends, but, like, we're not friends like Sadiq and I are friends. We don't hang out. We don't... Yeah. Whatever. But, like, we could have conversations, and he is somebody who, over the years, has annoyed me yes has disappointed me yes has like we we have fought but in some ways like that was it was like like i hate to say a privilege because it it sounds a way and you know what i will say a privilege because it speaks to a lot of the culture that was in that church like i did have access to him 
that a lot of people just didn't. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, and I feel feel lots of ways about that. Like I will say that right now, I am sad for him as as somebody as a friend. Yeah. Um, because so much of and you know this this will speak to a lot of what we're going to just talk about in this podcast. A lot a lot of my issues with church and with church structures and church politics. Um, because like I think about him as a person, you know, this church kind of built this cushy cage for you and you know, you were in here and you're doing your thing and like, this is your livelihood and this is your life. And now whatever has happened, I don't have any details. I don't, I don't know what happened, but like all that is gone now and you are somebody, this is all you've done, like your entire adult life and your livelihood is just gone now. And for me, as somebody, I guess a compassionate person, just as a Christian. I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, like I, it breaks my heart. And I hate, I hate that this is happening to him. To yeah. him. Yeah. To, as, as a friend. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I wasn't a friend like this to Carl. But just know what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm obviously one that also stopped going to that church. But just yeah. also knowing the level in the heart that that Carl had for people, yeah. I really respect, um, and how he loved people and how he, he just really like, he had an anointing to like really bring people who were not saved and really feel connected to Christ in such a way through his words and just being very real and genuine in that way. So I respect that very much. And so yeah. Um, regardless of what his personal life looked like or whatever his faults and mistakes and failures or whatever in this world looked like, you can't take away from how God used him for millions, maybe not millions, but thousands, maybe millions, who knows, <laughs> but like a it lot. It wasn't millions. <laughs> but thousands of people, you know, it does take people in the earth to be hands and feet, like I said. So Carl was hands and feet for many of people. So... Yes, if that's all he has known for his adult life, it is a devastation that you have now been let go yeah. of what you know. Yeah. So, I don't know what's going on. I mean, obviously, I'm not Carl Lentz, but, like, to be him right now and to be, you know, his wife and his children and just even his friends and the people who are closest to him is, like, you know, devastating. Yeah. And above all else, regardless of anything else I feel for him you know yeah. like genuinely it's yeah. gotta be tough that's gotta be hard cause I'll go back all the way to like when I first first met Carl and the, the first I ever saw Carl was when I was still in Australia and he came through as like a guest speaker for one of the conferences and I remember like he was just a skinny guy with this long hair who just <laughs> talked way way too fast <laughs> Um, so then when Hillsong New York was starting and I was in the connect group that, you know, was like launching it. And for a while there was, nobody knew who the pastors were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was announced, it was announced pretty early on that like Carl and Laura were going to be part of the team, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it wasn't like they were the lead pastors. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, okay, no, they're going to be the lead pastors. And I remember thinking like that, that guy, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. <laughs> But then they did a thing, they did like a filming at TBN. Oh, yes. Um, Brian and Bobby were like announcing. That I remember, not to cut you off, but like that's how I learned about Hillsong coming to New York. Yeah. Um, Because actually my mom was sitting right here in this living room and was watching her TBN like she would. And she was like, they're singing that song you like, that song. And I came out and I heard them singing Hosanna, Hosanna. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she was like, yeah, they got a church here. And then, lo and behold, as soon as they had finished strumming the guitar and playing the music, there go Carl and Laura sitting there. And Carl was sitting there with that stringy hair, stringy, that stringy long, long hair. hair. I think he had a baseball cap on backwards or whatever, just looking real grungy and reg. <laughs> and he was talking about how they, they were starting new hits on New York. And at the time, they had a blog, and he was saying to check where they, where they were going to be because it wasn't regular. Right. Like, and so, and that was in 2000, at the end of 2010, like very end. Of end. 2010. I mean, it was, it's almost like 10 years. Yeah. Almost to the day. Exactly. Um, 
No, yeah, a hundred percent. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. That's so crazy. Yeah. Because I remember I went to whatever they had next. I was hype. I was like, oh, we in there. So then it was at Gramercy. I remember I sat all the way up in the back. <laughs> up in the back. <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. At the time. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> But, yeah, I sat all the way up, like, all the way up in the balcony back, and it was packed in there. But it was packed to where it wasn't packed, um, like, how it got. Yeah. It was packed to where no one really knew it yet, but there was still time to be able to still come in and get a seat. And it was just kind of like no one really knew about it like that, unless you watched that TBN service. And then when I checked the website the next time, they had invited people for something to come out, which was January. And I didn't realize, like I said, I didn't read it right, but it was kind of like a volunteer meet and greet kind of thing if you want to start serving with the church and then they had this session where they were like saying we want to start having services and but they need to start developing teams and stuff like that and that's how early it was for me that I had started going but then they started having weekly services but I couldn't go in the mornings no I couldn't go at nights because they were having night services only and then they started having morning services I think maybe that February or that March or something like that and then that's when I could go and then, um, I had, but I had been in, so I had, this is how I met, um, who she was over events back in the day. And, um, I had stayed in con- contact with Some her. I had met her at that. <laughs> Nobody care about Some where we going? Wow. Where wow. we going? I'm just this? saying, I met <laughs> because she was over events. Then her and I connected and she let me start like serving, like, you know, just right away. And I would say that's where my journey really began with Hillsong. Cause I was there. Until I stopped going every Sunday. Like, never missed a beat. It was crazy. And then it went from just a morning service. And, like, it was a morning service and then a night service occasionally. And then, you know, wildfire. Like, next thing you know, we had a morning service, an afternoon service, and an evening service. And it was two morning services, an an afternoon and, no, two afternoons and two evenings. It was crazy. It just sparked. And it went insane. And then we had midweek stuff and then just everything then we were at St. George's Church and then we were at Gramercy and then we were at Salvation Army and then we were back at Irving and then we were at Gramercy and Irving at the same time <laughs> it was just yeah all of that that's how that's how far back so she just gave you the whole history <laughs> of Hillsong not the whole history um, but, and that was very vague <laughs> meanwhile back at TBN <laughs> You're right, I kind of did just, like, fast forward through, like... But that was my story. That's what I'm saying. That's how I remember, you know. That's how it went down for me. So, yeah, so I've been going to the Little Connect group. They weren't there yet. They were coming. Mm-hmm. Saw them at TBN. After the taping, we were all just outside. And at that point, you know, nobody knew. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a big deal. Um, and I... So I had gone to the Bible college, so I knew... I knew Laura's mom. She had been one of my teachers. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like, the politics had already had already kind of started. You could already see, like, the, the foreshadow of how things were going to be. Because there was a couple that was running the Connect group. And before, before it became a Hillsong Connect group, it was just a regular little church plant. Mm-hmm. And me and one of my friends had joined it, so we were part of it. And, like, this couple, as soon as it became a Hillsong Connect group... It was wild, like, how fast they just switched. Mm. And it went from, you know, them, like, reaching out, and we're all, like, on the same level, and we're doing this thing, doing this thing, to suddenly, no, we're your leaders, and there's, like, this divide. There's, like, this wall that went up. Oof, that wall. I I, I mean, I don't know that one, but I do know when that wall goes up. Oof. So the wall went up, and so I remember I was going to, like, say hello to this teacher that I knew. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't care about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl, Laura, I don't even yeah. know them. I've seen Brian and Bobby. I'm not. Yeah, I don't <laughs> seen them. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I'm like just going to like say hi to her, and the woman, the the wife half of the couple, stepped in front of me and is like, "No, no, they're all tired. We just got to give them some space. You can't, you can't go over there." But then it was just like one of those moments because the teacher, she saw me, remembered me, and she called out to me. She's like, "Hey, Janice." Come mm-hmm. over here. Yeah. Come meet my daughter and come meet my son-in-law. Yeah. And so I'm kind of like looking at this chick <laughs> over here and I'm like. The wife like. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, please. <laughs> Pardon me. Yeah. Let me just, let me just get around you here. <laughs> you don't have to move, but uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
so yeah, so I go over there, so I meet them, and and I don't know like what it was. So like I said, my like my perception of Carl was like, oh, this this young dude who talks way yeah, too yeah, fast yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But he, so he turned around. He said, oh, like what's your name? He shakes my hand, and like he was just so genuine. Mm. It was just something about him, like especially in those early days, and I, and it's carried through. Like he's such a people person. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah. so genuine. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. I can be I can be part of his church. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and that like that carried that carried me through for a couple of years. Eventually it it wore off. <laughs> it <laughs> well, gets old. Obviously. But yeah, and I so I don't know what it was. I don't know why, but like he and I just kinda connected. And so once the church started and I was doing stage managing, so I would be backstage, so I would see him mm-hmm. all the time. And he just uh, he just liked me for whatever reason, so we just struck up this this friendship. Yeah, this friendship, and it just kind of carried through. And so, you know, what I when I eventually left Hillsong, it was because I I was just tired of like Carl was great, but I was tired of seeing Carl clones. Yes, especially when I know there are so many other people. Carl said who have the skills, who have who could do this work. Yeah, and you just overlook them. Yeah all the time amongst other things but i mean yes. yeah lots of lots of things but yeah. that was for me yeah and so like carl and i had conversations for years about racial and gender equality i'm like we, we got to get more women up here yeah. we got to get more people of color yes women of color like come on carl like these people are here we yeah. they're they're here the mm-hmm. skills are in the house and you're just you're just overlooking it yeah all the time and so he would make I won't even say strides. He would make speeches. <laughs> he would oh, the car talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was great with the talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the action for me, I was like, it's just not there. So when I left, he was upset. But, you know, even from then, we would still joke around on Instagram and you know, stayed in each other's circles. You know, when I left, he's like, oh, you'll be back. And I was like, no, I won't. <laughs> and I never did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I still have not set foot yeah. back in there. But for me, like, looking at it now, whatever, I don't I don't know what happened. I don't know what the story is. Yeah. I don't need to know. For me, I'm like, it's just kind of reinforcing my thoughts on why I don't believe in church as a structure in general. Okay. Why I especially do not believe in mega churches. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think, I think they're all bound to fail. As soon as you have a hierarchy, mm. as soon as power gets involved, it may last for a long time, but it's going to go bad. Yeah. Like, because that was, even from that, that, that connect group, just as soon as that couple yeah. got a little, a little bit, bit of, yeah. a little Oof. bit of a hierarchy, a little bit of power, yeah. it just changes the dynamic. The dynamic. Things, yeah. Yeah, and so I've seen it happen in big churches. I've seen it happen in smaller churches. churches, That's why for me, organized church, it does more harm than good Yeah, to me. When I think about it, I just think like maybe in the last 10 years, because this probably is the, yeah, 10 years, right? I just think the narrative of what church and Christianity looks like now is like some type of like trend. You know, like this, like, popularity thing and status. Like, we replace what leadership roles are meant to be, but with, like, status and who you know and who you're connected to and how far you can get. And it's like, huh? Like, that's not what it was supposed to be? Not what it should be? Not what it's supposed to look like? I don't know. So, like, in a situation like this, right, I think to myself how many people now are not going to go to church anymore, right? Because, and it's like, and that's the problem because we're not supposed to be following a man, an earthly fleshly man was supposed to be following Christ, right? And like I said, not taking away from what Carl brings to the table and whatnot, but you can't look at your relationship with God as like a following of a group of people or person or building or an organization or a name or a title and what it brings. So this is why these things are failing and why people are being hurt, people are being um, just used People like we we throw this word, and forgive me, I'm gonna probably hurt some people's feelings, but we throw this word servanthood around. But servanthood is not servanthood; it's slavery. Ooh. Like you know, I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, and it's like this is what we're saying, this is what we're doing, and 
servanthood is real, but we abused it and we turned it into something else. And that's not what it's supposed to be, you know? And then like with someone like Carl, you get status with like celebrities and knowing yep. people and connections. And so now everyone wants to be connected to that because of that. And you get a little like example, even for myself, like you get a little power at <laughs> church and then speak on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, Okay, let me get a little closer. Um, like, so even like for you, you came from Hillsong Bible College. I came from a different Bible Leave College. Leave me out of this. <laughs> no, but I came from a very small, like, you know, Southern Bible College in Tennessee. And I learned a lot. And it was a very small Bible College. So they taught us like old school Bible, like old yeah. school christian and how to walk and like you know just very old school so coming back home and going to hillsong um was a bit you know <laughs> a little loosey <laughs> and just a little bit but um and, and you know and that's okay because everything is different but being a person that didn't care about who somebody was and what their title was in any way, all of a sudden it's like this, it's in the air. It's in the air. It's like, I mean, not to sound all Christian-y, but like it's a spirit, you know, like whatever. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) spooky. (laughs) Um, This spirit of a... (laughs) No, but like, you know, you know how we talk and those type of things. But I I, I 100% believe that to be true. You know, um, even if that's not something that's what you're feeling or what you're wanting or what you're putting out there, all of a sudden you do want that you want to be there and I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back but like I was very much serving and just really wanting to be there and be among the people and just being a part of something that was bigger than me and just like I went from listening to this music to now literally sitting in the same space under it so it was like a lot for me right and so I loved it and then so quickly I got moved up in leadership roles without even needing to ask and being asked to do certain things that I was like oh I don't know how to do it but I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna just do it and just being one of these people that's just about being a doer serving wherever hands need to be at I quickly run up the ranks and all of a sudden now I'm like gleaming in this power in a sense and it's like (laughs) come through the front door wait in line I'm sorry (laughs) do you know who I am let me stop and it's like no no but that's real and that's part of like when I'm when I'm coming at people and when I'm talking about things whether whether it's church whether it's race like like whatever as much as possible as I can, I'm usually speaking from my own my own experience and my yeah. own failing mm-hmm. and my own knowing Likewise. how these mm-hmm. things have affected me. Same. And like and I can say for myself, I know that Hillsong and you know, it didn't do it to me. They say you know, power doesn't change you, it reveals you. Yes. And Oof, it definitely part. revealed for me some of my more monstrous tendencies. Um and I, you know, by the grace of God, because, you know, but for God, there go I, I never, I never let it, you know, make me somebody who would harm somebody else or, you know, Mm -hmm. try to take somebody else out. Yeah, yeah. But it definitely, I definitely had selfish moments or moments of, you know, kind of laughing at the beginning, like sitting up the back. (laughs) Who? For what? (laughs) Why? Was there a back of the church? I don't. You mean there's seats? Up there, up there, up there. I don't. What there. is that like? <laughs> I mean, and honestly, what is that like? Because because of the team I served on, and because I didn't know these people and have this access. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, Hillsong mm, was famous access. for its lines. Mm-hmm. I've heard of them. <laughs> I think I've even I've seen, seen them. <laughs> but standing Stand alone, I don't think so. Not I. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Exactly. So sad, but so true. And yeah, and mm-hmm. definitely had those moments. Mm-hmm. I never sit in the line either. That's what's crazy. Like, neither did I. Yeah. And, you know, because I would have to have these kind of talks with myself and be like, if I had to stand in the line, would I? Would I? I? Ooh, that's would a I good do question. This? You know what? I think in the beginning, it, it, honestly, right? So, like, because Hillsong is also an experience, let's be for real, right? So, like I said, when I first came, it was when no one really knew about that, knew about it like that. It wasn't lines outside. People were just coming in and you were able to get a seat. So, but I think to myself, if I didn't know about it when I found out and it was, like, now, a, like, a year later and it's kind of like this phenomenon, I, I probably would have stood in line. I probably would have been like, oh, I really want to get in this. <laughs> what a chump. <laughs> 
it's like, you know, it's like, like, I mean, I've never been one to stand in line for nobody's hot sneakers that came out, but I'm just saying, I know how these dudes do. They be like camping outside and stuff. Like, yeah. if you know something is like, oh my God, everyone's coming to this and it's like the new Christian cool thing to do. I want to be part of the new Christian cool thing to do. So, yeah. heck yeah, I'm going to stand in that line to get a, to, to get in and then be able to sneak a photo of the stage. Oh, don't let me get a picture by somebody. <laughs> like, what? What? There's a photo station in here? You got Hillsong logos behind it? Oh, please. Let me stand in line for that, too. Let's be for real. Like, the hype would have been... It would have been real, but unfortunately... Yeah. <laughs> no, fortunately... I can only, I can only never... speculate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. never had to do that. Agreed. I never stood in line um, ever, either. Which I think also was part of the reason why maybe it took me so long to leave... Mm. Um, because I was always wrestling with this, this like humility versus pride. Mm. And so, you know, when you talk yourself, I mean, in the programming is amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> the programming. And so like, you can be, you can be talking yourself down for right reasons yep. and being, mm-hmm. and, and realizing like, no, this is, yeah, I this should not be feeling this way about exactly. this. But at the same time, there are some things I should be feeling this way about. Yeah. Like I should be. A little upset yes. that I'm good enough to write somebody else's sermons. Are we going there tonight? <laughs> but I can't. No one can know. Ooh. And I can never speak here. Oof. Legata. You know, and so, so yeah, so they, they, they prime you with, like, all these things about, no, you got to stay humble and you're just serving. And who are you doing this for? It's for the Lord, right? Like, you don't Jesus. need the attention. You don't need, you don't need that. Why do you want that? And so you're beating yourself up Mm. and allowing yourself to be held down, Mm. um, like with the best of intentions. Yeah. But it's, it all just gets so tricky so fast. So fast. And so even, even things like, you know, you were out there doing the devil's work with the preferred seating and the seating arrangements and like things like that, like on the surface, you're like, this is, this is not, this is probably not the best thing. No. And even and yet, with that, and even with that, not to cut you off, I don't want to say I got roped into it because nobody's like you know <laughs> gonna put a lasso over my neck and pull me in. But like it was like literally when we started doing midweek services, I remember someone who was in charge asked me. They were like, I don't know what's supposed to be done here. Can you do it? And I was like, Ooh, girl, uh, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I was like, and I was like, Fine, okay. And then here I am up front. And people were, it was sending people to me to ask me where to be seated. And I didn't have no information. And then a certain pastor's wife who was overseeing that (laughs) briefly prepped me for the evening. The wife. (laughs) And I was like still lost. And I grabbed another girl who, who was on, who was on my other team that I was overseeing. And I just grabbed her saying like, Hey, we, I got to do this tonight. I'm going to need some extra hands kind of thing. And we just winged it for that night. And then the next week. They, told, they asked me if I could do that every week. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, why not? You know, like, whatever. Because at first I just, like, old school thinking. I was like, oh, it's like ushering and greeting, you know, just, you know, just for the elite. <laughs> like, you know, I just... I just, just like Jesus. <laughs> I wasn't, and to be honest, I, I was so busy in the middle of just needing, like, oh, we have a need, something needs to be done. I never really thought about it at that time what it really was. I didn't. I'm being very honest. And then I was supposed to meet with this wife mm-hmm. and they wanted to form it like a real team and it was now needing to be organized, organized. And so I was asked if I could keep doing it and I was like, yeah, sure. At the time, I, you know how we all are working for, I mean, serving, <laughs> working. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what it is. Working. But then, you know, there's perks in that too, that you <laughs> just don't realize, you know, and, and if I'm being honest in the beginning, oh, I realized. no, for me, I'm being very honest in the beginning. I didn't like, I really didn't. I just was like, this needs to be done. I'm doing it. This is how it is, whatever the case may be. And if I'm being very honest, most of the people in the beginning of the people's names that they didn't give me, I did not know them. Yeah. It wasn't until certain names started coming my way, and I was like, "Hold up, hold up, hold up." Yeah, you, who's gonna call me? <laughs> I was like, "Who wants me to do what?" And I was like, "Wait, isn't this such and such?" 
this? And I'm like, let me Google this real quick. Like, legit. And then I was like, oh, okay, I see what I'm doing now. Like, like I knew what I was doing, but I didn't really get it until it was like certain people calling me. Like, had my telephone number and their phone to hit me up to say, oh, I need three seats. Oh, I yeah. need four seats. Oh, I'm coming with this person tonight. Can we reserve a row? Like, and I, and like, and here I am doing it. And then I'm like, oh, this is a, a thing thing. And in the beginning, whoever set it up in the beginning must have worked in the beginning. But by the time that we were doing it, it needed to be elevated. And we were still on this pen and paper scratching things out because I would make a chart and then the certain wife would come by and scratch it out at least seven times before the night is over, and I could barely read what was there. So, you know, I was like, I went home one night, and I was like, there's got to be a better way of doing this. And this is when iPads and things were out, so I just was like, maybe I could just make a spreadsheet on this comp- on my iPad and take it with me, and just whenever she needs to change it, just tap it out and clean out the name. And So just the basic of that, I just made a spreadsheet and changed how we did guest eating. I gave it to the wife. She loved it. She liked it. And she moved forward with it. I mean, to, in my head, I just thought it was something simple. But apparently I was the one to... <laughs> she said, let me go on and modernize this <laughs> devil's work. Stop, <laughs> you. I mean, something as to me... <laughs> she said, we gotta get this hand basket to hell faster. <laughs> <To> get... <laughs> Stop. No. <laughs> we on a schedule here. <laughs> No, so like it's stuff like that. And it, like and to me, I don't think I introduced something so phenomenally amazing, but the girls would be like, "Oh my god, you're the one who did this." And I'd be like, "Because it was phenomenally amazing. Stop that." Okay. All right. I mean, like that's I, the other thing. Like they just make you down. True. That's the yeah. stuff that you do. Yeah, but yeah, so like I said, I made a spreadsheet. <laughs> they couldn't do it. Yeah, you're right cuz they didn't do they it. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. I took the time to figure it out and make a plan and put it on an iPad and, like, make a program and do all the stuff. And, yeah, so yeah, you're right. Not... You know what? Big ups to Smitty. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, I did that. And and then, <laughs> I mean, there was other things, too, that I would do. Like, so the wife would only want, <laughs> at certain times, it, it'd be funny because at certain times she only wanted a certain amount of rows. But if certain people came, then she wanted me to move people, to yeah. put people. And I was like, that just doesn't seem right. I shouldn't see people and then move them to put somebody else in. So I would secretly reserve extra roles, and she look would at, look at that compassion <laughs> I would working think... through the hands and feet. <laughs> look at it being Christ-like. Look at, look at that. Um, yes, yeah, so I would secretly not put it on the <laughs> Doing spreadsheet. Doing the devil's work, to be clear. <laughs> But compassionately. I would tell her we had this amount of roles, but I would have two extra. So someone, she would come to me like, can we make space to put so-and-so? And and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can make it work. Let me just figure this out on the pad. But all I was doing was add it because I already had reserved it. it. I already had it set up because I was like, I knew she was going to do that. Because every week after week, that was what was happening. So I always just had extra space. And then if it didn't get filled, I would go right to the back and no one would even notice. And I would pull people from the back like, do you need a seat? And sit them right in that extra space Look up at front. this compassion. <laughs> I would, I would. It was pregnant women standing mm-hmm. in the back. And I would, like, go back there and tell a pregnant woman there's a seat on the end in the front that she can have, you know? Um, plenty of times. And then, if I wasn't serving on a night and no one else was secretly saving the rose like that, it would break my heart when they would move people. It would break my heart for me to see people, asking people to get up to move a, oof, to move from a oof. seat to sit somebody else. And I'd be like, yo, we got to do better. Like, we got to do better. And so, yeah, going back to the fact of me owning my little space of celebrity yeah. and them having my telephone numbers. And listen, it is... It is addictive. Yeah, it is. It is like it is. I never had crack cocaine, but I see how people get strung out. <laughs> yeah, and like, like I get it. Like I said, I, I understand. Yeah, the and allure. So, yeah, but it's like if you're not, if you if you don't have the wherewithal and the strength, or just I don't know, I don't know what it takes to just like recognize that in yourself and be like, ah. Because I'll be honest, even even towards the end when I was like, this place is no good for me. I don't think it's ever going to change. Still, in the back of my mind, I'm like, ooh, but the privileges, though. Ooh, am I really going to leave and start over somewhere where nobody knows me? Mm. And I might have to sit in a a back? (laughs) You know what's crazy? For me, if it wasn't for knowing the level of, like, humbleness you're supposed to have in church just some things that I would like wrestle with and just be like okay something just ain't right and then like 
it like it started to eat at me. Being I'm being very honest, it really started to eat at me in this space of just being like, oh, like the word does talk about like you know if the homeless man come in and mm-hmm. you know we refuse them, but like the man in the three piece suit come and we just sit them right up in the front. Like that's essentially what I'm doing every week. Like Sadiqa, like you know, and then I had certain girls that I had serving with me. You know, they were also just like, I don't, I can't do this anymore. Like, you know, they just didn't feel good about it. And I I constantly kept feeling that, but would be like, I've already obligated myself to this. And also hand tied to that is, I like it. <laughs> like a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Like a little bit, like enough anyway. And then there came a point where I was just like, no. Knowing from a stripped down level, like wrestling with that on the inside of me, I was like, I have to do something. And it took me a while. I think I, I saw, I was at Hill, I was at that mega church. Well, Hill, we, no, we, what am I saying? Yeah, we, I was at Hillsong for like two and two years and something. And then I finally just went to uh, someone who was in charge there, and I like finally came to myself of like, I need to step down. I don't, I don't know who I am anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm being very honest. Yeah. Like this is poison, and you need to yeah. stop. And it took me a minute, but I did, and I let this person know that I was stepping down. And then the next Sunday, she was like, so-and-so wants to talk to you. And then I had to go and talk to so-and-so, who, I don't know if so-and-so was brought in to um, encourage me, which he started out that way. And then it went downhill from there. And then to know this person as a pastor, and they were cursing while they were talking to me, just being, trying to be cool, but they were like... But what did he actually say to I'm you? Not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I can't burn it all the way down yet like that, Janice. I'm going to be real. There was just some things that I was like, oh my God. Like, if this was supposed to have been an encouraging thing to help me to say, it yeah. actually deterred me even more. So I say all that to say, long story short, in doing that, I now have freedom to sit inside services. Yeah. And then I was like, what is <laughs> going on? Like, I started hearing messages, and I'm so sorry, forgive me. They were just watered down, just like watered down. And I was like, huh? Like worship, getting it in, getting like, oof, oh yes, the presence of God is here, the experience, everything. But then the worship, and but then the service was like 20 minutes long and it was just like nothing. And, and also, sorry, let me go back a little bit. Now I'm sitting in services. And of course, because I had been serving up front and I know people now, I could always sit up front. I never had to like come through. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Um, I always sat up front. I always had a seat. I was always, you know. And so even with that too, because people were used to coming to me for stuff, yeah. people were then still coming up to me being like, hey, so you got extra two. And so I'm like, oh, I'm no longer doing this team anymore. And they'd be like, oh my God, really? Oh, I'm so sorry. But then that'd be it. <laughs> that'd be it. Oh no, we'll miss you. Who's in charge now? And that was it. Yeah. Like I'd get, I maybe got a few of those happening for the next couple of weeks or so. But once they knew who the new person was in charge, no one cared about me no more. Yeah. No one cared about me at all. And and in a sense, I was okay with that, but it was also like, I felt like that was just God just revealing things to me, gradually stepping me down from things and preparing me for a new season. And being very honest, it was hard, like, because you get so used to perks, right? Yeah. And privileges and things. And, 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 and ultimately, you know, I had eventually stopped going, but ultimately I still kind of had those privileges too because I had you and I had people who I was still extremely close with you know and then I eventually do, like really filtered out in a sense for numerous reasons and things that began to like break my heart that I would see um just seeing people being truly misused and yeah so I mean there's all these things you know I mean I'm, I, there's a lot of stuff I'm not mentioning and not saying but my journey was definitely something <laughs> it was, it was something it was something and i mean and even till now like you know i, I no longer am at that church but <laughs> wait what <laughs> what do you say <laughs> and then things have just spiraled and i'm just like what has what has church turned into i just that's what i'm saying yeah that's and, and that's why i said what i said about in the last 10 years it just feels like there's this level of trendy church that people are willing to be a part of but they're neglecting the what's the word the uh, the the intent yeah. the intent of what the word is saying and what it's about like maybe we should all pull out revelations and really read it because ain't no Ooh, I, don't I don't think I don't, I don't think know. any of us are the church in Philadelphia uh, <laughs> I don't condone that <laughs> um, I'm just saying because not, none of but us you know what maybe maybe that is for the people who are still still in church um 
And yeah, we'll start to close this out because <laughs> I got to go edit this bad boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe we'll give some final words. You can speak to the people who still are in church and believe in it. And then I will <laughs> talk to those of us with sense. I'm just no, playing. I, um, I mean, those, who, those of us who are still in church, like I'm still in church and it ain't no better roses, but... And that's so sad to say. God, that breaks my heart. But, like I tell everybody, whoever calls me and asks me, because, you know, I always, I don't know how I'm the person that knows the juice of things that's always happening. And I thank God that I'm able, I'm, I'm, I'm able to be one of those people that people can talk to, and I just hold it in, you know. <laughs> but I tell people all the same thing. I'm like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what's happening with other people, right? You need to pray, ask for discernment, speak to the Holy Spirit, you know, intercede, in whatever way you can for yourself. Because at the end of the day, yes, church is about, being in a church building is, is about community, but you leave that you leave that church building and you come home and your relationship with Christ is just you and Christ. And that is it. And yes, we are to be here for one another, but, you know, in order in order to grow and to develop and to, to get stronger in your faith, you have to spend the time with the Lord on your own. You have to get a clear revelation of who he is, a clear view of what he's saying to you. At the end of the day, it's between you and God. That's what sustains me. Because in this season, one of the things that was hardest for me was losing my mom. And for me, she was my anchor and helping me through with my relationship with God, as well as my aunt. She passed away before my mom did. And so I would rely on them for things. But when I had them no more, there was a place that I had to like, like, get with God that when I say stripped me down, I mean it stripped me down and revealed things that I had to only get healed and changed and renewed and transformed only with God himself. So I guess that's what I'm saying to the people who are still in it. Just do the work of having a real genuine relationship with God and knowing when you hear him and how he speaks to you. That's what I feel like I'm saying to the people who are still in it. Got a little deep there. Sorry, y'all. As for you chumps who are still in it. (laughs) For those of us who have been set free. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm playing. You're not chumps. (laughs) We're all chumps. We're all chumps. (laughs) Um, But for the people, for the people who are already outside or on the inside and wondering like is this do I have to do this I would say no you don't and kind of piggybacking on what Sadiqa said like it really it really is between you and God Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you know and that's that's my question that's kind of my quest with the whole church structure thing like I'm just fascinated on how we even got to Mm. just got to this place and like when did we decide Mm. that this is what we have to do this podcast is like you know god has not given god has not given us a spirit of fear and i think god god has not given us a lot of the things that we tie ourselves to or we think we have to do so speaking speaking from my own experience knowing within myself that a lot of the reason that i was staying in that church a lot of the reasons i was doing things it was because i had been there for a long time it was because i had this status and this privilege and this level of comfort um, it was just not wanting to start over somewhere. It was it was a lot of things that were making me overlook things that I knew weren't right. Um, just the way people were being treated, the way the way I was being treated, just yeah. seeing things. And there is a certain point where you can think, okay, maybe I can change this. But like, just be careful, yeah, because that can be a trap. And Nobody should be getting damaged to be part of a structure. Mm. So, yeah. So, at the end of the day, I'm very much against, especially mega churches. Now, that's a whole other... That's another podcast. That's a whole another podcast. <laughs> um, mega churches versus local churches. Local, is that episode two? <laughs> maybe. Woof. But, but yeah, you know, and I'll close it out. We started with Carl and I'll finish with Carl and just say to all of us, you know, listening and looking and watching Mm. this, be compassionate. Yes, please. Um, The only thing 
people like more than a rising star is a huh. falling star. Yep. And I don't know. Just just put yourself in his his foot. I don't know what he's done. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Thank because you. Because I don't. None of us would like to have this kind of lens nope. turned on us. Exactly. So yeah, just be be compassionate. I mean, I know the internet gonna do what the internet gonna do, and of Twitter course, gonna 100%. have its jokes and, yeah. and whatever. But yeah, you know, there. But for the grace of God, that part. Go see, I. This is why you're a Christian this week. This week. <laughs> this week only. <laughs> Limited time offer. Um. But yeah, so just just move with compassion. Be yeah, be loving. Cause, cause y'all were riding for him before, so. Woo wee! Yeah, yeah, that part. So, <laughs> so yeah, so we'll close this out and uh, peace out, Hillsong NYC. <laughs> it's been nice. It was. It's been a journey, man. You're right. Ten quite years. a ride. Quite a ride. And. We'll uh, see you on the other side. See you on the other side of the war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Sadika, where, where can we find you? What do you, what you got? Where oh, you at? What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well... I'm Sadiqa Smith-Ford. I operate and own my own event planning business. You can check out my website, which is smithford.com. I also have an Instagram account, which is smithford underscore designs. It's my Instagram page. And then I also do a podcast as well because I love movies and television and all things amazing. And so it's called Oh We Talkin' Talkin'. Hey. And I just have me and my friends come on because we watching the things and kikiing it up and we just talk about them. Um, why we love them, why we hate them sometimes, and just being honest. Uh, so you can check that out. It is Oh, We Talking Talking. Um, and you can check it out on all platforms. It's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on all the all the platforms. So check it out. Janice has been a part of almost all of the episodes. <laughs> um, and we just have fun. So yeah, I think that's it for my plug. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for thanks for being on today. Thanks for having me. This is your first episode too, right? It is. Look at me it and is. you. Look at that. Ah. Yeah, unless <laughs> something happens oh, tonight, <laughs> tonight, which could because we are sitting here waiting for these results <laughs> to come in. Right now we have Biden two fifty three, and the other guy at two forty. <laughs> he who shall not be named. Not be named at Ugh. all. Ugh. Yeah. But this was fun. Thanks for having me, for real. Anytime. This is great. Okie doke. But not next week. So that's that. And that's a wrap on episode one. Again, but for real this time. Many, many thanks to Sadika for talking with me and to you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you'll share, subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast as you see fit. As I said at the beginning, we recorded this before the 2020 election results were final, so I don't know what kind of hopes or disappointments this week will ultimately commemorate, but whatever happens, I hope you're as well as can be. I hope you're fighting good fights and getting into good trouble, and I hope you're showing kindness to yourself and others, because somehow 2020 is still not over, and any one of us could be next on her hit list. So be kind, be well, and I'll talk to you soon. I am an I am